For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in third and final hour here on Tuesday. We're going to be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light in just a moment. But before we do that, I just want to address a quick app chat question that I got. Uh, There is a question here that says, Tim, will Jessica be on tonight? And uh, the answer is, I believe so. So yesterday she had a little bit of an incident. I will leave it up to her to tell you. Uh, She did put it up on social media, but it was set to friends only. I'm sure, you know, she's an open book. She doesn't hide anything from you guys, but I'll let her tell the story. She just had a little bit of an accident yesterday and uh, was was unable to, let's just say she wouldn't have been able to come in and press the buttons <laughs> to be able to operate the board. Uh, but I do believe that she'll be back uh, tonight and she will tell you all about it when she comes in. So again, it, 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 it it's a medical thing and I can't talk about a coworker's medical stuff, but I know she's going to tell you the story when she comes in because as she said on her social media post, it was just a dumb thing to do. Um, but she should be back tonight and we'll tell you about that. Also, Jack, let's take this call just really quickly just to see uh, what this is about. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Okay. Well, you can call back. All right. Now, all of that aside... Let's get into this formally, and let's turn on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light and Little Rolling Stones on a Tuesday. And I think we're shining a light on what's going on in city politics here a little bit. And you were saying, Jack, that you don't have the same take on what happened with this ballot question that, that I do. So, so how, do you, how do you differ in the way that you see it? So I don't. Um, it's not unusual. I, I'm kind of iconoclastic on a lot of things and, and, and come at things um, marching to my own drummer. Uh, so to me, um, this whole thing, and I want to preface my remarks by saying that I, I think that Catherine Adamowitzin and uh, Paul Hankins, I hope I have his name correct because I, I told I mispronounced mm-hmm. it before, um, uh, are two of the best people ever to come down the pike in New Bedford. Uh, with the exception of maybe Molly and Pollock's group, they are really the only two people that just um, are citizens who have taken on the old boy, old girl network in New Bedford on their own. They saw um, an outrage. They wanted to do something about it. And they didn't just complain. They did what so few people did. They try to, to change the system, and I am nothing but an admirer of them. Uh, having said that, I think they got caught up in the bureaucracy of, of, of government, New Bedford government uh, specifically, and uh, uh, the dysfunction across 
the realm of New Bedford government from elected officials to appointed officials. And I'm going to outline a little bit of that now, if, if, I, if I can. Um, first of all, when you do a petition, um, I think it's your responsibility ultimately to know the law. You may wish that the city employees, um, the city elected officials would help you. But oftentimes in government, the elected officials and the appointed officials have a different interest than you do. And they may not want to help you. You think they should help you, but there's no law, as far as I could find in my research, that says they have to help you. You hire a lawyer to find out what the law is, and then you proceed. That's what, what, you know, these are not professional people. These are not lawyers themselves. They did what all of us would do, including myself, rely on what city officials told them, which was spotty. Although there were some red flags that they were in trouble a little bit earlier, I think, than than has been acknowledged. Um, so, first of all, uh, uh, in city officials uh, ha- have their own politics. The city solicitor's office and the election commission chair are two of the most political appointments of the department heads. The commission chair serves at the pleasure of the mayor, whoever he or she is. Every four years, they have to be reappointed. The so the solicitor is a part-time job who oversees full-time assistant city solicitors, and it's a very political position that is mainly doing, you know, you know what the administration's thing is. Uh, I don't think that either Manny DeBrito or Eric Jakes um, did a good job in this situation. Uh, but again, I think that their own lawyer, uh, a fellow named John Zajac, did an even worse job. Uh, he... Uh, presented them with a form. All he, what Catherine said was all he had to do was present the form in the correct you know, uh, uh, format, and he didn't even do that. Eric Jakes said that that was wrong. He would have done it correctly if he had looked up the law and found out uh, what the law was, and then he would have known what the form was. I've called John Zaychek. Arthur Hirsch has called John Zaychek. We haven't heard back from him. Maybe he's been busy. But um, I'd like to, to, to know what his... He keeps saying they got wrong information, trying to frame the issue as as the ineptitude in the elections office, the disinterest in the city solicitor's office, and I would even say the mayor's office, uh, because the mayor has been very quiet about this, mm-hmm. and I find that curious. Um, uh, uh, so they they were told to go to... Um, uh, Manny DiBrito told them initially, and I, I, I think that this sounds true to me, that they had to get 3,100 signatures. Many offhand, when I was in the election office, said a, a similar thing to me one day. Um, but I wasn't taking notes. It wasn't a formal interview, so I didn't view it as an on-the-record interview. When I went back to him in June to ask again, he said, oh, no, no, it's not 3,100. I'm not sure that's right. And, and so I said what it was, and Manny was not giving me straight answers. And so, but, but what he was being clear about was, and this is a month, before this all broke at the end of July, but that, that he wasn't sure that, the, that the, the procedure that they were following was correct. I talked to Catherine about this, and she said, well, he was vague, but she asked him, should we keep gathering signatures? And he said, yes. Well, I, I think if I was in that position, I would say keep gathering signatures, but I'm telling you, I'm not sure the initial you know, advice I gave you was correct. Now, I think Manny should be on top of these issues, but I don't find him particularly uh, different than Maria Tomasio, who, as we, anybody who's covered New Bedford city government, Maria Tomasio was the election official for 20 years before Manny had some very high-profile cases where she gave out 
wrong information with the most famous one i think was michael jansen where she ruled that he could not run from a garage where he lived and he could in fact run from a garage and she was reversed on that um there was another one where i think she didn't count republican votes um where she didn't think they were going to make any difference but she has to count all the votes i I like maria i thought she was generally competent in running the um election office but not particularly uh, on top of things that were unusual i view manny the same way you know uh uh the election office keeps running running I, there are things that i disagree with him i think he should have a, a voter registration drive that is more active particularly in the latino community but i think it's in the unusual cases that he's um like maria was less sure-footed i think maria and manny about what you get in that kind of a political office in new bedford you know, we, we complain a lot about the people who serve, but you don't get lawyers and businessmen or women running in New Bedford anymore. So he, it seems to me he gave out some initial information. He steered them to a private party, which to those of us who are journalists would have been a red flag. Why are you steering me to Rick Kidder? And I don't know whether John Markey Jr. was the other person who ran the mayor's race. They, they, they reached Rick, Rick Kidder, who told them what he did, but Rick Kidder is not a lawyer. He's not an expert on city government. And he told them to get a lawyer. They need to get a lawyer. They did get a lawyer. But when they got that lawyer, they told him, oh, we only need you to get the forms. So uh, to, to, to put the form in the right wording. I don't know why you would tell a lawyer that. I, I would tell a lawyer, we want to do a petition. You know, we want to make sure everything is right. And, you know, not only get the, you know, we've been told that this is the way to do it. But if you have a lawyer, you're going to check what is the way to do it. And I, I don't see any evidence that Mr. Zajac uh, checked that. I asked Catherine and Paul how much money they paid him. They declined to answer. I understand that. That's a private matter. But it's not really private in the sense that this is all public now. Catherine said something to me to the effect of you're, you're trying to blame the victim. I'm not trying to blame the victim. I think Manny is wrong not to be on top of it. I think Eric Jakes, the city solicitor, is even more wrong uh, for his lack of interest in this issue. Um, Eric Jakes, by the way, there was a time period that is unexplained. Um, by both Manny and Catherine's accounts, Manny hand-delivered on um, June 20th uh, the form that the lawyer had given Catherine and Paul to fill this out, which Jakes later disqualified. Um, Eric Jakes said he wasn't made aware of it till July 16th. So that's June 20th to July 16th. Manny said he never heard back from the solicitor's office as to whether this form was in the proper, proper form. Then there was a, 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 a back and forth process where Manny was collecting the Secretary of State's office. The Secretary of State's office said it's not us, it's the city solicitor. The city solicitor finally got involved at Catherine's insistence. Uh, I'm glad that she kept insisting, but this was a ways down the track at, 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 at this point. So to me, and I'm just look, and I, I, as I said, I'm a supporter of the term limits. I'm a supporter of Catherine and, and, and Paul. It just looks to me like, like a lot of us, they're a little bit naive about city government and how, you know, I mean, it's a political environment. That's what government is. And so you, 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 you people may help you, but they may not help you. So if you're, they're trying to reform city government, if you're trying to reform city government, you know, and, and I certainly wasn't aware of this when I was a young reporter, you need to be well aware that these people, you wish they were going to be always on top of things. You wish they were always going to be forthright about everything, but they're not. They have their own job interests. They have their uh, uh, political interests about appointments. They have all kinds of things 
that 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 are involved. You have to get your own lawyer or do your own research about what that law is. That's why when John Markey Jr. did the four-year mayoral term, you know, he's a, a, an accomplished lawyer. You know, he knows how to look up the law and did it. And that's why I have a lot of questions for John Zajac. Now, maybe Mr. Zajac is going to tell me, well, I, I, I just wasn't asked to do that, so I didn't do it. But I don't know how you perform a form, but deliver somebody a form, which Jake later said was the wrong form. And uh, Catherine said it was just a small thing that was wrong, that it didn't have a line that said, um, I have not signed any other petition on this. And it had to have that line. And she says that, and I don't know if this is true because I haven't talked to Eric about this yet, that, that Eric said, well, he might have allowed that to, to, to go through, except that the whole process they were following was wrong. But I don't know how the process matters if the form itself doesn't refer to the process. It just, it's just gathering signatures. So um, Catherine also says that Eric Jake says that that's not what we do. Uh, uh, tell whether the process is right. Now, everything is a lawsuit in this day and age, and so I can see why the city, Manny's office and uh, uh, Eric's office, are not as uh, easily forthright, you know, just saying, oh, you do this, you do that, because nowadays everything is a lawsuit. That doesn't excuse them from trying to help the people. I think they should, but but you see where that kind of attitude is coming from. I also think that Catherine said to me, I think it was Catherine, maybe it was Paul, that everybody thought they were going to fail. They, they just couldn't imagine that two earnest, hardworking people were going to be able to pull this off. But for my, for my times hearing Catherine on the radio, I knew she was well-informed, uh, uh, had good grounds for her issues, and that she was determined. Uh, I think that there was a lot of feeling among the power establishment, that old boy old girl network, which I feel I've been railing against for 24 years, uh, that they did not want term limits on the city council. I think uh, Chris McCarthy on your own station raised the issue of, does um, if you have term limits, we have so few people willing to run for office in New Bedford, will you, now we feel we have scoundrels in there, you know, uh, that's an opinion, not everybody agrees with that, not every councillor, but now we'll get people who are not even capable of being scoundrels. We'll get people, just nobody to run. So I think there's a lot of ambivalence about that. I don't know this because he hasn't said it. He hasn't said anything. I think the mayor may feel that ambivalence. You know, um, I think there's a lot of people, other people who feel that we need to have these term limits. Term limits, I think, is a step in the right direction. I, I personally think we need district races for at large. But there's a lot going on here in, in this issue. So I think that these earnest people found that um, they tried to do the right thing. They tried to go up for this. They ran into an election commissioner who wasn't on top of it. I think Manny is also a very defensive character who um, I, th I think he's capable of doing the, the research, but I, I think he was afraid of making a mistake. He wasn't getting guidance from the mayor. It's outrageous that he wasn't getting guidance from the city solicitor's office. And he wasn't sure what to do, and he also thought they can't succeed because that was the conventional wisdom. But again, when you're trying to go up against the machine, when you're trying to go up against City Hall, you've got to get your own lawyer. You've got to do your own research. You can't rely on anybody because they may may not find it in their interest to help you. And, and I agree. I think the idea that nobody really thought it was going to go far enough was part of the reluctance to, to want to help. And again, this is, I'm going to ask this question, and this is not an anti-Manny statement. This is not him personally, but that position. The person who is in charge of the election office. 
Should that person, when somebody, when a citizen comes to them and says, we want to start this petition, should it not be on them to explain to that person what the process is? Yes, it, it should be. And I think that Manny, just from my observation, I could be wrong. I think Manny's capable of doing that. I, I don't think he's, he's unintelligent. Or, 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 you know, I think he's certainly on a level of Maria. I just give the example of Maria when she was brought the issue of Michael Jansen living in a garage and she made a wrong call. And I, I'm not clear whether he won that at a court level. Some people have told me, no, it was the other commissioners who reversed her, but, but she was reversed. It was a very similar situation to this. And I do say that, that Manny did, you know, a month before this all broke at the end of July, say to them, I'm not sure that you're following the right process. Now, he, I think, because... He was not, I'm projecting now because I don't know why. I think it's because he's nervous about the politics of situations. He's afraid of the city council. He's afraid of the mayor's office. Uh, and he wasn't giving her a straight answer. He probably thought it was not going to come to, come to fruition. But he at least said to her, you may not be in the right, following the right process. Now, he sent her to um, uh, the people who did the last petition. That was wrong. But that was early on. Later on, you know, he, I think if I understood correctly, he gave her what the Secretary of State had sent them. So uh, there are a number of issues where, uh, you know, he had given them an alarm that he had been wrong. Uh, I think he was not diligent enough in following up in the city solicitor's office. Why, why is this unexplained of June 20th to July 16th? He brings it on June 20th. Eric Jake says he's not aware of it until July 16th. So there's a lot going on on here. So so the election office should have been able to provide the proper procedure if they shouldn't have the and they referred to the city solicitor's office. The city solicitor's office should have responded to him quickly. So both right, but both you're, parts you're, are, you're, you're, you're still kind of absolving Catherine and Paul of doing their own research. They have a lawyer. They've hired a lawyer. We also pay somebody to run the election office that would tell somebody how to work an election. Yeah, but it's a political office. I mean, we, we haven't... So that doesn't excuse it. So is the no, mayor's job. I've, but you don't expect the mayor not to be able to do his job. I've already said that Manny should have been on top of this. I've already said that Eric should have answered it quickly. But, I, when I don't, when, but you, your responsibility is, if you're, when, when you're doing the four-year mayoral term, John Markey Jr. did not rely on, I think it was Maria Tomasia there, to, t to tell him what the law well, was. Well, because he was a lawyer, so he doesn't have right, to. Right, they had a lawyer, and that lawyer didn't tell them. And that lawyer not only didn't And I think them, they, the, they, the lawyer they does deserve them. some blame too. But I'm, yeah. not, I'm not willing to dish out as much blame to Paul and Catherine as yeah, you are. Yeah, I, I think when you're, when you're trying to reform government, you have to you – ha, you can't assume government is going to try to help you. That, you know, government I, is I would assume and, that the office that's in charge of that would have the information that I need to be able to find it out for myself. Yes, yes. I think all, most of us would. But, but and, and as Paul and, said and what me, you're what you're overlooking here is that they trusted in what Manny was telling them from the beginning when no, he was wrong. What you are overlooking is that Manny told them a month before they finally got to the city solicitor's office that he wasn't sure he was right. And she said to him, should we continue collecting signatures? And he said, well, you can continue to collect signatures. I don't know what else he could say because he, I mean, I mean, maybe he should have said, no, you shouldn't collect signatures, but that's entering into the actual effort. You know, I, I think that, that that question would make me nervous if I was a, um, uh, an election commission. I, I think that he alerted them it was not early enough but it was still earlier than when they finally withdrew. I, I, you know, I, I think what you have to do your own research. You, you, you just do. You know, I'm not trying to criticize them. I'm not trying to blame the victim. I'm just saying that 
you know, anybody who has ever dealt with government at the local, state, or national level knows that sometimes people help you, but as often, if not, if not more often, they throw up impediments. We wish they would all do the right thing, but they always don't. I think, you know, I, I, I just don't see um, a, a quant- quantitative difference between the administrations of, 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 of Tomasia and, and Manny. I mean, I think he's not as politically adept as Maria, and I think he's more nervous, and he was sort of like a deer in, a, in the headlights. But I also think that there was a conventional wisdom to let these two people fail. And, and I think that may have gone all the way from the city council to the mayor's well, office to we can talk to, to, we can talk more about this but it was was it let them fail like as in like we don't want to see this succeed or let them fail as in it's just well, not going to succeed well i i haven't seen any evidence that he deliberately missed right them. i think it's more they looked uh, uh, at the uh, situation and said there's no way these two people are going to get all these signatures in time you know i think it was more just a logistical improbability in yeah their mind. yeah but i think that you have to do the research. You have to do your homework. You, you, you just have to. Now, I don't hold that against them because I think they're, they're, they're newcomers to the political system. And I, I hope that And the most impressive thing, I think, is that they're not giving up, that they're going to try to, to, to keep doing this, you know. But, you know, I, I just think when you hire a lawyer to get a form for you, and that form was not right, you know, you just can't gloss over that. Eric Jakes would have been fully within his rights, you know, because well, he may oppose it to disqualify the whole thing. I'd be, I'd be asking for a refund if I was them. I could do, I gotta take a break. When we come back on the other side, we'll go into the newsroom. When we come back after that, we can take your calls. So callers, hang on, we will get to you. But right now, I gotta take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Alright, we got some calls on hold, but there's still some room for you at 508-996-0500. We will take those calls as soon as we come back from the news. If you want, if you don't want to wait and you don't want to hold on, you can always send us an app chat message via the WBSM app and we can read that as well. But right now, it is time to go into the WBSM newsroom right now with Adam Bass. The United States says it is not encouraging or enabling military strikes outside of Ukraine's borders. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller told reporters Monday, however, it's up to Ukraine to decide how it conducts its war with Russia. Kiev has repeatedly tried to strike targets on Moscow using drones. More high temperatures are in store across the southern U.S. this week. Tens of millions of Americans remain under heat alerts, particularly in states like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Feels like temperatures could reach triple digits through Wednesday. The property manager of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate made his first appearance in a Miami courtroom Monday. Carlos de Oliveira was indicted by a grand jury Thursday on charges including conspiracy to obstruct justice and making false statements to the FBI. The special counsel's office alleged Trump requested employees delete security footage sought by the Justice Department as part of its investigation into Trump's handling of classified material. It's not clear whether any footage was ever deleted. The so-called doomsday cult mom will spend life behind bars for the murder of her two youngest children. Trey Thomas reports. Earlier this year, Lori Vallow Daybell was found guilty of murdering her 17-year-old daughter and 7-year-old son and conspiring to kill her husband's ex-wife. You're sentenced to the custody of the State Board of Corrections to serve the maximum allowed sentence to a fixed determinate term of life imprisonment with no possibility of parole. Vallow Daybell is also charged in Arizona for the death of her first husband. I'm Trey Thomas. 
Illinois Governor Pritzker is touting new initiatives that expand access to reproductive rights in Illinois. In the land of Lincoln, we've doubled down on our commitment to maintain and expand reproductive health access for patients and protect providers. The governor announced programs that focus on navigating systems, reducing costs for patients, and supporting health care facilities. Pritzker has made reproductive rights access a cornerstone of his administration, particularly since the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year. Colorado Springs officials are celebrating the decision by the Biden administration to keep Space Command in Colorado Springs. Mayor Yemi Mobilade praised the effort by political and business leaders that led to yesterday's decision. Colorado Springs is the home of space. Our city is proud to be the permanent home of U.S. Space Command, and we are committed to its long-term success. Former Mayor John Southers was particularly pleased, saying the the loss of the Space Command would have been have been one of his biggest regrets during his time as mayor. Other elected officials also praised the decision, with Governor Jared Polis calling the announcement great news for Colorado and the nation's security. And a Southern California man is facing charges for allegedly prank calling his local sheriff's office thousands of times. Luke Dumas was arrested after after calls after after Sarah Bernardino County Sheriff's officials say he called the sheriff's office over seven thousand times in the span of four months earlier this year. Deputies say Dumas's calls would always come from an unknown number and were harassing and annoying. They say prank calls also kept staff from attending actual emergency calls as quickly as they would like. In sports, the Boston Red Sox lost their first three games against the Seattle Mariners last night, six to two. Game two is tonight at Seattle, nine forty p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We are going to kick off this first day of August a little bit cooler. We've got a north-northwest wind about 5 to 10 miles an hour. And we'll have some partly sunny skies for the day with a high reaching near 79 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're going to be partly cloudy and cool, low of 56. And for Wednesday, mostly sunny skies, a little bit cooler, high near 77. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 67 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. All right. Well, we are going to get right back into it with Jack in just a moment. Uh, right now, though, I want to let you know about Bay Coast Bank because as we're talking about you know, all of these different things that affect you directly. Nothing affects you more directly than your money, right? And Bay Coast Bank is your neighborhood bank. They've been helping our community for more than 170 years. When you bank with Bay Coast, you can rest easy knowing that 100% of your deposits are fully insured by combined coverage provided by the FDIC and DIF. Isn't it good to know that your deposits are protected, especially with all of these questions about banking these days? Bay Coast Bank offers a high level of personalized service that you won't get just anywhere. It's this, it's this exceptional service that sets Bay Coast apart. So open an account today and experience the Bay Coast difference. Visit one of their 25 convenient branch locations or apply online at baycoast.bank. Trust the bank that has served Southern New England for generations. Trust Bay Coast Bank. And learn how Bay Coast Bank can help you by visiting in person or online again at baycoast.bank. Dot bank member FDIC member DIF callers hang on the phone lines are lit up we'll get right to you after a quick break and we are turning on the light with Jack Spillane let's jump right back into the phone calls because the phones are lit up good morning you are next with Jack Spillane on WBSM 
Uh, hi, I have a question for Jack. Sure. Uh, so there, from what I get from your outline in the last half an hour is that there are departments of New Bedford government that are on offense and there are uh, departments that are on defense. And I guess what I mean is that the ones that are on offense are proactively looking out for citizens. So if I call the police or the fire department, um, they just need my address and uh, they know what to do. And uh, uh, they have a system set up to proactively take care of whatever it is you're calling for. But if you're calling, if you're talking about other departments, they seem to be more on defense. So they're there to look out for government, like the city solicitor's office and maybe the elections office, depending on what you're asking them for. And maybe you need to be going in those offices with a lawyer every time because you just don't know what you're going to get. When I think a lot of people think that the department, the departments of city government are looking out for them, but that may not be the case. It sounds like in, uh, depending on what department you go to. Yeah. And, and I would, the New Bedford, go ahead. Sorry. And, and I would also include the police and fire department. Um, I, I'm a big admirer of a lot of what the police and fire departments do, but any average citizen can tell you when they've had a, a small guy, a small gal complaint to the police department, um, the fire department, they can get the, the, the brush of bureaucracy as, as well as any other department. It's, it's a problem in private sector bureaucratic institutions. It's a problem in government bureaucratic institutions. They, are, they have a different set of interests oftentimes, not always. That's why a good police officer, a good government official is worth their weight in gold. But it's a complex thing and you can't assume they always have the same agenda as you. Oh, that's that's good to know. It sounds like uh, you need to have a lawyer on hand for uh, when you when you call nine one one as well. Then, or yeah. you know, I, I, have, I have to say, I spent forty five years as a journalist, and and in that time, it's been an education for me over you know the naivete that we all have about about government and and, and about business too. Sure. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You bet. And uh, let's go on to the next call here. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You're next with Jack Spillane. Hi, fellas. Uh, it's Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Um, Hi, Catherine. I had a feeling you might call. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I would first like to uh, remind people of what they can do uh, further to further this cause, and then I'd like to respond to a couple of things uh, that were said this morning. Sure. Um, and I know there are other people, I, I assume, who want to talk, so I'll be as fast as I can. If... Uh, you believe you were victimized along with Paul and me. Uh, all the 2,700 plus people who signed that petition who have now been denied uh, that voice, we have a new call to action. It's called Can You Hear Us Now? It's a phone drive to the mayor and the city council because both of them can um, do something. Now, one is to put... You, so call mayor's office, 508-979-1410. Also call the city council office, 508-979-1455. And that is a message for all city councils, all 11. And don't take anything from the mayor's office that if somebody says to you it's not the mayor's uh, concern, it is. And here's why. Absolutely. One of the things you can ask people to do is put the question, uh, the binding question that we had on the petition, on the ballot. The two groups together can do it. Or put on the November ballot a question authorizing 
a charter commission to recommend term limits for all city elected city officials. And okay. I, I actually then, like that one a little better uh, because then, I, I, I think then that... I would like uh, we would Paul and I would like to keep a tally of people who have called in, just like we did with petitions. We had numbers. We don't want people's we, it, the names don't matter to us. We we're not trying to invade anybody's privacy, but we would like uh, either to call Paul or text him at five zero eight four nine six. Zero 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 one, or post on uh, our Facebook group YES, all caps, no caps, term limits, initial cap, New Bedford, and let us know that you um, have called in. Uh, we have yesterday, and we know some other people already have. One person tried uh, was told at first, well, the mayor's office doesn't have anything to do with this. Yes, it does, and insists that your your message gets there. Um, can, can I just okay. ask a, a point of clarification before you get into the sure. response? Uh, so if if the mayor and the city council work together to get this on the ballot coming up in November, you're talking about a home rule petition, right? So it's not it, it won't be binding right from that. It would still have to go to the state legislature. I don't know. OK, I, I don't know. I would ask for a binding I would ask for it to be binding. Let them figure it out. Uh, I'd like to ask, Catherine, why do you have two two avenues? One, just to put your petition in, and another to put term limits on all the offices. Is that to try to bring the city council along to the mayor's office? Why not? I, I agree with it, but but I'm, I'm just asking. Is that well, is, is, the re, is the reason for two what If one doesn't options? work, the other might. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, um, in response... And, you know, Jack and I have, you and I have talked at length, but I want to emphasize some things. Info on procedure should be forthcoming. Yes, we people who pay people at City Hall to do their jobs, we should expect info on procedure for petitions to be forthcoming. And that, you know, that office did not know it. It did not know the procedure. Now, in retrospect, but... Should we vote? Should we people who pay them expect? Of course, we should expect them to have procedure forthcoming. Never mind any political intrigue. Procedure is procedure. That that's very straightforward. And two, um, in terms of calling attorneys, I called four attorneys in New Bedford, who were municipal, uh, municipal lawyers, um, and none of them would take up our uh, request to help us with a petition. None of them, including John Markey's office. Let me finish, please. And three, um, why should we have, Paul and I, have given up uh, seeking signatures from people before we received a definitive answer, which we did not receive until last Thursday at my insistence? You know, that city solicitor, um, what's his name, Jake's, did not want to meet with me. I had to push and push and push. If I hadn't, I don't know when we would have received any definitive answer, probably after all the signatures were in. Okay, and finally, um, oh, and also, you know, Jack, you can check it out with uh, the uh, that city solicitor, Jakes, but he did say that he could overlook, could have overlooked that missing phrase that uh, voters or uh, signers of the petition 
did not um, sign any other petition. And here's why he could have overlooked it. And he did say so. I'm not lying. And I'm not misunderstanding. Paul was there, too, and others. Because it's the Election Commission's office to look for any duplicated signatures. Okay, finally. Um, you know, if someone wants to try to change government, what happens if someone can't afford an attorney? Do they have no rights? If they can't do the research, do they have no rights? We should not have to accept the blame for the incompetence of an office in City Hall or a refusal of another office in City Hall. We should not accept the blame for what they failed to do to all of us. We are the victims, Jack. I don't understand why you're putting so much emphasis on me and Paul. And, you know, I, I heard your, 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 what you said at the beginning, you admired us and blah, blah, blah. Then stop putting the blame on us, please. Let's get forward. Let's accept what was done to us, all 2,700 plus of us, and let us move on and let us uh, make those telephone calls and see if we can get this issue moving forward. That's where the emphasis should be at this point. Thank you. Okay, I, I just want to respond. Catherine, when, when I've made a mistake in life, and there's been lots of them, I find the most effective thing is to acknowledge it. And I think that you Jack, made... Jack, I told you, the only thing I will accept, and Paul, too, is naivete. At this point, I really don't want to talk with you about it anymore. Okay? Goodbye. Okay, so she, t she, said, to me, okay. she said this to me yesterday also, that she didn't want to talk with me anymore. This is a person who talked with me for many, many months. And I said to you, her, Catherine, you don't want to talk to me because you disagree with me? You know, she, she just raised her voice because she disagrees with me. I just see it differently, Catherine. I think I don't disagree that the city officials failed you and that the, you have a right to expect that they give you good information. They did not. I laid out the reasons why I think they did not and why government is not always our friend and why business is not always our friend. I always <laughs> add that caveat because I think it's been politicized. But she just not, does not seem to want to acknowledge any responsibility for her role. Uh, I, I do want to pick up on the fact that four private attorneys, including John Mackey Jr., de declined to be involved in this case because they had conflicts. That, to me, is emblematic of the old boy and old girl network that Paul and Catherine are trying to fight in this city, and which is very, very difficult. Uh, I spent 24 years writing about it. I think it's the biggest issue in the city is that those who are connected get favors from other people wh whom they are connected to. I think Catherine and Paul ran into this. I think that's why you have to rely on yourself to research the law or hire a lawyer who will research it for you. That doesn't mean they weren't do doing good. It doesn't mean that they weren't, um, that the city officials didn't fail them. It just, and, and again, it was a month earlier that they had been given knowledge of this. And, and Catherine, I hope you'll um, consider to uh, talk to me just because we disagree on this issue. I, I think that kind of shutting down people that you don't ag agree with is, is what the problem is with this society. All right, we got to hold it there because I got to take my final break of the hour. Uh, callers, we will try to get to you if we can squeeze you in. If not, don't worry. Chris and Marcus will certainly be talking about this on South Coast now. But right now, we have to take our final break of this hour. And listen, it's, uh, it's 8.56. It's still time to get out and have breakfast, right? You can still go out and have yourself a delicious breakfast. 
head on down to just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth. You can get a delicious breakfast there because not only do they have everything you would expect to find on a breakfast menu, they have amazing specials each and every day, stuff that you never even thought about before. So head on down there and try something different or have something comforting or combine the two. Like, you know, meatloaf is comfort food, right? And you expect to find an omelet on a menu at a breakfast place. But have you ever thought about having a meatloaf omelet? That's one of the many specials that they do over there at Just Another Phoenix. So check them out. They're located on Fawns Corner Road. It is Tuesday, so seniors get free coffee with a purchase of a breakfast. So head on over there. I swear, I'm going to come in and slam the door during Marcus's show. So uh, you can come on over there and have something good, something that you will be, have become your new favorite at Just Another Phoenix, Fawns Corner Road, North Dartmouth, and tell them Tim sent you, and maybe they'll make you the Boston Cream French Toast. Jack, I know that you have a couple of chats coming up this week at NewBedfordLight.org. Yeah, we're excited about this. Um, the NIP issue is still um, the issue of the summertime, and uh, people are, are continuing to talk about it. So we're going to have some of the environmentalists who have been pro pushing for the, the NIP ban on Wednesday at 7 p.m., Mary Lou Nicholson of Be the Solution to Pollution, and Lynn Koish, very well known for Operation Clean Sweep in the city of New Bedford. They'll be here on Wednesday at 7, and then on Thursday at 11 a.m., we are going to have Mark Riley from Freitas Liquors in the south end of New Bedford and City Councilor at Large Ian Abreu um, uh, to talk about the business point of interest and how they are looking for another solution to the NIP ban. So uh, uh, we'll take a deeper dive and, and see where it goes from here. All right. We have about two minutes left. Let's try and squeeze in one of these calls. You're next on WBSM. Yeah. Good morning, Jack. I'm going to keep it very brief. You sure. know, I, I strongly disagree with you. You know, the taxpayer, the people of the city are the boss. We sign their checks. They're there to do the uh, administrative duties and uh, balance the budget. You know, we're not paying them to play inside baseball. And when, and when we're paying, whether it's the city solicitor, Eric Jakes, or the election commissioner, uh, Manny DeBrito, they're, they're paid to do their job to the best of their ability with integrity and not to willfully mislead or mislead out of ignorance because they don't know. Uh, but if Manny DeBrito was sent down the wrong trail and he wasn't given the sufficient enough information or getting a run around, then he needs to come up and say so. Because if this is on uh, Eric Jakes, let, let it come to light because that's what your paper is all about. Let him... Let him uh, let Manny DeBrito shine the floodlight and and expose what's really going on in the city. Okay, right. so, going to so, hold you there just because we're just about out of time. I want Jack to have time. I'll to just respond. say it's the New Bedford light that broke this issue, so we are shedding the light. I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, that'll do it for us for today. Thanks, Jack, for coming in, and uh, we will talk again on Monday at eight o'clock. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully this old man can remember it. And uh, we will have uh, more to discuss with you. And, of course, check out those chats at newbedfordlight.org as well. That'll do it for me as well. I'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned for Chris and Marcus with South Coast Now. They're going to be talking more. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.